Hey, it's your girl Raven. Welcome to my first podcast. Today we're going to be talking about myths about sex workers in Australia. My channel is Riding on Top with Raven, so make sure you like, follow. The first myth that I do get people say a lot is sex workers spread STIs. Like, this is really false information. Depending on what state you live in, so I'm in New South Wales, um, all brothels, they require safe sex. Um, so this is like intercourse, so you have to use a condom. And if the client takes the condom off, you can tell reception and they usually ban the person because like that's just like gross and illegal. This is really different than like hooking up with someone on Tinder. It's like you hook up with someone on Tinder, sometimes you exchange social media. So it's like you know their name, you know their number and stuff like that. But with like sex workers, it's like sometimes they, I don't even ask them what their name is. Or sometimes they can t- they tell me, but it's like Jack or something. They could be lying. I don't know, and I don't give a fuck. Um, it's like imagine you go raw for every client you have. That's just really scary and disturbing. Like you know, averagely a night, I probably get ten to fifteen customers. So imagine me doing unprotected intercourse with ten and f- ten to fifteen people a night, and then I go to work the next day and fuck ten or eight people or something. And it's like, at the end of the week, let's say I go get tested and I have fucking AIDS. It's like, will I know who gave it to me? No. So that's why it's important that you have to use condoms um, as a working girl. But there are customers out there that are like, oh, 500 for raw. I hate how condoms feel. It's like, you know the rules. Like every website, every brothel website you see will say, you know, using a condom for intercourse. So you can't just come in here thinking you're going to, change my mind to go raw for you but there are girls out there that do it like if they're offering you an extreme amount and you really need it go for it i guess but make sure that you get tested after that and don't go don't do any raw sex with anyone else until you get your results back and like sex workers are very clean so every time you get a client you always shower with them before intercourse and after intercourse so when the booking is ending like five minutes before you have a shower sometimes you can shower with the client but personally i do not like that like i'm already giving you my punini i don't want to have a shower with you the fuck so and then usually mouthwash like after kissing and giving oral oral is up to you you can give it unprotected or protected so the only thing i do is probably raw for giving head like yes it's got um consequences but not as big as intercourse so I do that usually it's up to the girls so some girls give head natural or with a condom but with natural sometimes you get what 50 to 100 dollars more so that's the only natural services i do and obviously natural kissing like what are you going to use a plastic bag to kiss someone mm. but yes always always safe 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 sex depending on what sometimes it's not the penis that carries the disease it's like the cum and pre-cum so that's why you always put a condom on so to the girls out there even in your everyday life always use a condom and as sex workers as well we always check their penis when they first come in like not when they first come in obviously gonna do a little sweet talk has a day going blah 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 blah. but like can i just do a health check and then you check them and everything looks good everything looks clean everything smells good you pop them in the shower prep your bed and then you start the service and when the service is finished you place them in the shower I go to the shower, I always have to pee after sex, make sure you girls pee after sex, I cannot urge you enough. And then after that, put your clothes on and then send the customer out. There are customers out there that really want to do natural, 
intercourse but it's like you know the rules like it's not your first time in a brothel so like you know the rules and if you really cannot stand using a condom go fuck someone from tinder that's just how i see it like that's just like going to someone's house and just being like i don't like your orange couch can you get a yellow couch it's like go get a yellow couch and put it in your living room you don't just come into an establishment and like try and change the regulations or the, the rules in the establishments because I can urge you, like every brothel you go to, you have to use a condom. But the, like I said, you know, when you have a customer and you're really desperate for money and they're offering you 500 or 1000 for raw, that's up to you if you want to do it. But like after you do that, make sure you go get tested and make sure you don't do any unprotected sex with anyone else because you don't want to be passing diseases if you do. But other than that, sex workers don't carry a lot of diseases because, well, me personally, I get checked every two months. So two to three months. Um, Yeah, and you're using safe sex. You don't know, you're checking the penis for warts or any smell, any weird discharge, which is like not a common practice people do in their everyday life you don't meet a guy on tinder and be like let me check your dick if it's clean and then suck it like it's weird to do it there but it's like in most brothels that's the standard and if you don't do that i would be concerned for you and many of the customers that come in are either married men have girlfriends or just haven't had a root in a long time and it's possible for guys to like go for years without having sex but those guys are like the really like nice guys type of thing so that's why also we don't really get a lot of stis because they're married guys and like they come to a brothel because why because we do protected sex you know so it's like they're not gonna go on tinder and find a girl to fuck because statistically speaking people on tinder probably carry more stis than a working girl anyways like actually ask yourself how many bumble tinder dates have you had sex with and that you've used a condom and you haven't used a condom i would say not using condoms probably higher because you know it's easy for a guy to be like oh but babe i hate the feeling can we please use a condom whereas at a brothel it's like if they ask three times i'll be like okay i'm calling reception you can leave now people because okay, so number two people always think <laughs> so number two sex worker is a woman's job not necessarily there are male sex workers out there and a lot of the customers like at the brothel they are men but when you do alcohols and stuff usually at women sometimes sometimes you get two girls and they just want a third girl and you're like okay cool although you have like two straight couples and they want a third girl which is quite interesting sometimes because a lot of the times they have like unresolved issues and they think having a threesome is going to fix everything so sometimes when you're there it's like they're just arguing and you're like mm, should i like get the condom out or what would you like me to do and also in those situations it's kind of hard because like they're couples but they want to go raw but you're like hey i'm not part of your couple or whatever it's going on here i have to use a condom um but yeah Number three, sex workers are all drug addicts. Again, you can't stereotype a whole industry. So, like, according to the Australian Institute of Criminology, I'm not sure when this research was made, I think 2015, so it's kind of outdated, but what they said was 45.5% of working girls started in this industry to earn more money. 
36.7 were unemployed so they're like oh this is something you get fast money because it's like something you do at the end of your shift you get the money it's not like it's going to take a week or a fortnight to get into your into your bank account so when you got bills due tomorrow you're gonna like want to do this because you're gonna get it literally when you finish your shift and 25.8 percent were interested or like had a curiosity of prostitution or sex work i don't really like the word prostitution because i feel like it has a bad stigma so i like working girl or a sex worker i think that will sound better but everyone's different it's like relaxing dick or penis meat eater meat dick i don't know but like again i can understand why many girls in the industry resort to drugs because you know you get customers that like work in a law firm or make more than 100k a year they're just like i just came back from a business dinner and you're like oh okay while he's got a ring on his finger you're like okay cool so you got those customers and then like you got the rich ones that like come back from golf they're like i just wanted to fuck before i go home that's giving a rich daddy and then you've got the really scary typical australian what do you call the word just like the oh the bum bags that's not the word <laughs> oh yep i was thinking about this word for five minutes the typical bogans yep you get those ones the kind with sandals and a board short with like a singlet that's like holding on to dear life you get those ones and then sometimes they're like do you want to do coke i got it in my bag or do you want to do like ice i got it in my bag so you got those type of people and it's like if you don't give yourself boundaries and say i'm not gonna do it then that's how you just don't become a drug addict <laughs> that's just from my experience but if you like always say yes to customers that you know have ice or like whatever in their bag then you're just always going to stimulate all that so that's when you know it becomes bad and then you know you're probably gonna like exchange contact details with that customer to like give you ice or whatever you know so that's why it's really good to like disassociate yourself and be like how i like to do it is i'm thinking i'm working if i was working in a retail job and someone offered me coke i couldn't even take it you know what i mean so when i'm at work and someone offers me that i'm like no i'm okay thanks so sometimes you need to actually set yourself boundaries number four is one that people do say a lot they say sex work is when you buy a girl i'm like no you don't you're paying for a service you don't buy me if you were buying me that's considered slavery i'm so sorry sir a personal trainer you're paying what 23 an hour or something because you're paying for his service you're paying for his techniques you're paying for like his recommendations on how you should lose that belly fat or whatever you wanted to or gain that muscle in your arms you're paying for his service you're not paying for him you know what i mean so it's like you're paying for a service you're paying for what kissing oral sex that's the, the standards but there are girls that do extras like you know rimming and anal you're paying for a service you're not paying for me because nobody owns me so i know the fuck you're talking about like just think about it like a dancer you know you pay for like a dancer to teach you you're paying for their service you're not paying for their body you're paying for them to teach you how to dance you go see like a dance like like on a strip club or something sometimes you have to pay entry when you enter because you're paying for the service you're paying for them to dance on you or see them dancing from a distance you know you're not paying to own me which never makes sense to me even at work like people 
will ask for extravagant things and I'm like um I don't do that but they're like I paid for you and I'm like no you paid for a service and I've already made clear what service I do provide so you can't just come in here and like try and switch it up if you have a question if you you know if you want to do anal or rimming ask me that prior before booking me you know because there are guys that they keep quiet in the intro room so the intro room I'm gonna teach you all these terminologies too <laughs> You know it just makes sense intro room so like the guys will sit in usually it's like a small room or sometimes it can be a big room they sit in all the girls go in and say hi my name's scarlet whatever do a 12 you ask them questions if they have questions they ask you and so forth and so forth and if they do want to pick any of the girls then they're like okay i want scarlet or i want bloom or i want raven and then you go on so that's the intro room some places, all the girls will probably stand in the line if there's a lot of girls. But if there's not a lot of girls, we'll just go in one by one. So then they can have a feel on the girls and be like, which one do they want to get? So number four, which like we listen to the client. We don't have to listen to the client. If it's like, like I said, if they want to do anal and you're not comfortable with that, you just say that. You're like, I'm not comfortable. That's not the service I provide. There are other girls out there that provide that service. So if you really want that service, go look for another girl not me so you don't always have to be like try to please your customers in ways that you cannot do that all you can do is try your best and it's like if I don't have anal listed on my card why do you think I'll do it for you you know type of thing so all you have to like being a sex worker you just do what you're comfortable with and if if some guy is being uncomfortable being too much for you you can always end the booking and leave so it's like we have rights to like any other job you have rights you know if you have a scary customer yelling at you you either call the manager or call security here you know we tell the reception and they can kick them out and they are designated police officers for brothels so i remember one time i was at a brothel also it's illegal to take photos of a working girl while giving while she's giving you a service so this happened one time in a booking this guy was taking photos of a girl so then she tells reception and the two police officers come and like they ban him i don't know if it's from every brothel in sydney or if it was just that one but that's a no-go like you're invading privacy and like not all most working girls are really under the covers about it because you know it has a bad stigma just like the word prostitution i don't like the word prostitution it's like whenever somebody says that you always think about the the really stereotypical american prostitute and it's like that's just not how it is they call me working girl or a sex worker i prefer those words better it's just like like some people prefer a dick or penis or whatever you call it fat meat i don't know what you call a penis i just say penis i feel like dick is very hmm sounds very angry you know <laughs> okay next point kind of going back to the american stere stereotype um sex work is Sex work in Australia is like the American movies. Really not, because in American movies, you don't really see a brothel. You just see the girls standing in a street, like in this designated area. I forgot what the area is called in America. You know, like I know in Europe, they have like an area called Red Light District. I don't know if that's the same in America. It probably is. That's just not how it is. And I feel like those girls, they're really risking their lives doing that because it's like you're going in a car with someone you don't know and they're going to drive you to someone you don't know which is really really scary so in australia 64.6 percent of 
sex workers are in a brothel, which is safe because it's like, you know, they have their number, they have their name. So like if anything does go wrong, they have that information. Um, escort services, which is like escorting babes and other online websites to get like a working girl. That's at 32.6%. Massage parlors, there's a few around which I never knew existed until I moved to Sydney. I was like, what's a happy ending? Like, I did not know that. Maybe I should do another video about terminology, like happy ending, intro rooms, and things like that. But massage parlors, they're 36.8%. So usually, they, I've never worked at one, but what I've heard is like, you give them a massage, naked. Sometimes the girls are naked massage and then you give them a happy ending which is just dick like sucking their dick and then you're done and then 25.5 percent of girls probably do it at their house and then 11 percent are street workers which i have not run into but i don't know how that would work in australia there's a few girls that you know do it at their house i guess it's cheaper because sometimes you can always book hotels but it's like if you're getting paid one thousand for an hour the hotel is going to be what 500 for one night it just doesn't seem right um you can also like rent rooms to give services to um there's a few in sydney so you just like they give you a hourly fee or whatever so let's say it's like what 100 for 10 hours you tell your customers to come here and then they go there service you finish for the night you give the place a hundred dollars and then you leave so that's like renting a room which is also convenient if you don't if you live with other people in your house or stuff like that another myth people always think is sex work is physically dangerous um i don't necessarily think so it's like if you're working in a brothel you're usually safe but if you're doing it on your own you know going to um their house that's when i would say it's unsafe because it's like you don't know what they have at the house like what if they have some freaking cage they're gonna lock you up or something i watch too much crime shows so i would not go to their house you know it's a bit scary like i mean i have a few times but that's with an alcohol so anything does go wrong it's like my manager knows the address so she can send the police but it's like if you're doing it by yourself always maybe have your location on send it to your friend tell them oh, i'm going to this address finish at this time if i don't respond you know call me and check up on me but the big thing that sex workers go through is i think emotionally like emotionally i feel so drained sometimes like i have to take probably two weeks off sometimes because like, i can't stand these men you know they're so grummy but it's like whatever you pay my bills so gotta do what i gotta do and it's like some of the customers you get really hard customers and that just makes you emotionally drained because it's like it's a lot you have to like pretend you're into them and it's like how many times have we faked an orgasm you know me i haven't but y'all have so you know imagine like faking an orgasm 10 times a night that's physically and emotionally tired you know the only physically thing that drains me is probably wearing the heels for like eight hours um that's about it i'm usually a pillow princess so i'm just there like yeah fuck me you're the one that wanted to come here and fuck me like again also imagine riding 10 guys a night for like an hour that would be physically so it's just physically exhausting and mentally exhausting but not physically dangerous also i read this thing from the cav report and this is what they say they feel like they are looked down upon by the broader community 
negotiating, disclosing to family, friends, colleagues and health professions and others are stated as a difficult issue for most workers. Strategies to deal with stigma vary among workers. Some workers avoid discussion about work and others actively conceal their nature of their work by submitting another type of work life. This can be like cleaning, childcare or hospitality. So many of the girls actually do have two jobs. So like if anyone ever asks you, you're like, ah, how do you get money though? You're like, I work in retail. You know what I mean? For some workers, this impacts upon their ability to socialize with people outside of the industry and enter into relationships. For others, it enhances close bonds in the workplace. The last bit was actually really true. Let me say that again. For some workers, this impacts upon their ability to socialize with people outside the industry. I think that's really interesting to know. Because, like, when you do get a nice client, you feel like, you're like, huh. So, like, my top two favorite clients I've had, like, I wish I could see them again. Like, I hope I see them soon. So, like, one customer got me a bottle of wine. And I was like, that's so sweet. And it's like, in reality, my in my reality life, no man has ever given me anything. Like, maybe small, small things, but, like, giving me wine like I thought that was cute and then this other customer gave me like a box of chocolate and I was like that's sweet you know so it's like you get the good experiences in that and it's crazy to think that it's like this work environment has really bad stigma so when you are treated with respect it's like wow I want to be treated with respect in like when I when I match with someone on tinder or bumble which barely happens you know and then you get your rude guys that say i paid for this you gotta do what i gotta do or just like a very aggressive and stuff like that and just very rude and it's like those experiences remind me this is why i do not date in the real world so okay another interesting last one is people always say criminalizing sex work makes it safer for workers and i'm like it really doesn't it creates a violent an unsafe work environment for the working girls you know because it makes us feel less safe but when there's laws out there that you know men cannot take photos when we're like working that's good um silfing which is like taking the condom off it's like that's good i feel like australia should also invest in other sexual laws because I don't think there's really a lot out there that protect women and there's not really that many as well to pr- protect sex workers. So criminalizing it doesn't make it better. It makes it worse for us, actually. But I can always do another podcast about the laws and regulation for each state. So depending what state you want to you live in and you want to know, I can always tell you. But I'm pretty sure most states in Australia have it legalized but some states do not which is interesting but yeah that is all from me today and i hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening and when we do reach a thousand subscribers i can maybe make an email account so you guys can send me story times and i can read them out or if you have like q a's i can read them out but that's all for today and i shall see you next week bye